This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Dissect your life. I know. And what a day Fix it is. Fix your problems. I know. That's, you know, and we're good at it. We're very good at it. Neve. In our heads, anyway. <laughs> we are fixing lives. Like are we, though? A, like a surgeon. Are we, though? I, you know, I think we're much more likely we're to We're not be... hearing about the lives we ruin. No, that's true. <laughs> that's very true, actually. We don't hear from, as I said on a podcast recently, we don't hear from the ones who die <laughs> as a result of our advice. Fair enough. You know, That's a fair comment. You know, the people who are not happy with us don't do that. Yeah, definitely not. So today's a very special day. Now, the thing it's is, I'm just going to be transparent here. Obviously, Eurovision has just happened and this is the big day. And not the Eurovision Day, but the actual anniversary of my 30th year. But the truth is we're pre-recording this, so we don't actually know who won. We don't know who won won the Eurovision. (laughs) And I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest. Even if we were doing it live, I probably wouldn't know who won the Eurovision. (laughs) But I would. But Neve would. I would. Neve would. She's been burning up the WhatsApp groups on Saturday night. Oh, it'll be all happening. It'll be all happening. But listen, here's the big thing. The very big thing. Today, to the day... Is 30, 30 years, years since I stood on that stage in my little red outfit. In Mill Street. In Mill Street with my perfect hair. How do you feel now? 30 years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's such a big day. It is such a big, big day. day. No, it is a big day. I've thought about it a little bit. I have to say I have because obviously this year I've had to talk about it quite a bit. Now, I do talk about Eurovision every year this time, but even more so, it seems to be much more upon me to be talking about it. I just can't believe it's 30 years since I did that. You know, it just it just feels wrong. It feels like I was four when I did it. It's gone quick. It has gone um, quick. Sorry, I have a sore throat, so I'm strapped. I know, I see that. Sorry. I see that. You you were hoping I was going to fill quite a big... unprofessional. <laughs> I do remember watching you. Do you? I do. I was sitting on the couch. My dad was at one end, my mom was at the other end of the couch. I was sitting in the middle with my sister. Okay. And I remember my mom saying, <laughs> when you won... That if somebody has a baby tonight, they should call it Neve. If somebody has a little girl tonight. Yeah, there's quite a lot of 30-year-olds. 30-year-old Neves. 30-year-old Neves. Well, it was quite a moment. It was a moment. And do you know what made it very... else was happening. No, I know. And let's be honest, right? Because the voting was so close. It was close. And it was the first win on home ground. And it was in Mill Street. There was a, a very emotional attachment to it. Yeah, no, there is definitely that. But I love talking about it. But I... I I'm far enough away from it now that I don't actually remember exactly how I felt. Well, the people you meet seem to remember it. Yeah. Like, no. I mean, if I watch your RTE with you, mm. you do get these people that come up and go, ah. Oh, no, I get that and anyway. You know, you do see the. Yeah. But that's not just because of your. The annals of time in their eyes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Everybody remembers. But, do you know, I can tell that I can tell if somebody was actually there by the way they greet me. Really? Yeah, because they get this kind of misty-eyed thing. People who are physically there feel different about Mill Street. They really do. It's not just about me. They lived it there, especially the crew. They were there for weeks. It was like they were like, you know, in prison somewhere. (laughs) Now, I must confess, 30 years on, 
it's less and less I'm meeting those people. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, and a lot of the yeah, people you that you... very young. In fairness, a lot of the people that you see me greeting like that, they weren't necessarily at Mill Street because I have done more since then, despite what you think. <laughs> I have worked with these people over the years. Oh, I gotcha. Right, okay. okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's not just about Eurovision, but to be fair, it is true. It's a lovely way that you're connected to people. I love that part. Of it. I love when people tell us their stories, but as you say, you know, well, I, nice... I was I was in I was in the delivery room <laughs> when you won, or the uh, the ones who get really cross at you because they were getting married that day and nobody would come in from the voting. <laughs> Can you imagine? No, that happened a lot. I got a lot of stick for that. Now they had the best party afterwards because everybody was ole ole ole. But it did take. Can you imagine little... those parties in Liverpool though. Oh. There's a lot of weddings around. <laughs> Jeez, listen to you. Well, I mean, they, you, you know, you like what was happening here, what was happening here was happening there. I can't have and a minute <laughs> where you don't bring Sonia into this situation. I thought of all days like today that I might have just been able to have it. It is your special day. It is your special day. Is it? The anniversary of Sonia Liz. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know why that means so much to you, Maeve? I don't know what this is about. Do you ever think if you hadn't won. What would have happened? Yeah. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> what do you think would have happened? I don't know. I, 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 you know, I didn't expect to win, so it was a bit of a shocker when I did. So, um, if I you hadn't won... You probably wouldn't have this podcast. No, you wouldn't have wanted to be my friend. No, absolutely not, no. You're only in for the winners. <laughs> I was only in it for the glory. <laughs> It's 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 a joyful thing to discover. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know. I'd be honest, Neve. I mean, the song is still a banger. It is a banger. Win or lose, that's an absolute banger, Neve. Just like Sonia's, yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> I gotta be honest. Not a great song. Oh, I thought you really liked Sonia's song all this. I like Sonia. Okay, the song. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't think that's the one she wanted from the National Song Contest. I don't think so. If you watch that, if you watch, because she sang all six or five or six songs. Yeah. And I still remember her face when that one won. won. Yeah. <laughs> because I don't think that was in her plan. I don't think that was a great song. There were better songs in that. Well, she sang it to the to the second place. Yeah. She oh, really yeah. It was did. The, that was the thing. She's a great performer. She was, she was brilliant. She really committed to it, you know. Yeah, she did. But, she was brilliant. Yeah. Okay. But so are you, Neve. <laughs> and that's what today's about. Yeah, I wonder what I would have done. Do you know what it was? I probably would have just gone back to the bank. Do you think? Yeah, I could have been running ARB by now. They'd have been in jail for battering Sonia around, yeah. green, around green glance. <laughs> I didn't really have anything to lose, though. No, of course you didn't. That's why you were brilliant. Oh, thanks. You went out there and you're like, yeah, nothing to lose here. Happy as a clown. Give me that intro. I know, but I loved it. It was a great experience, but it definitely, I was not prepared for it. I wasn't no. prepared for it. You know, I didn't, i tell you how unprepared I was. I didn't even have clean clothes for the press conference the next morning. <laughs> I remember getting back in and going, what the hell have I got? Because I've worn all the clothes all week. And so, you know, and it was back in the day when they didn't give you clothes to wear all week. You literally, you know, I literally okay. had the you, the thing I wore on the night. I couldn't really wear that. So I, um, I, now, I that would have been funny. I dug out a pair of, like of black jeans and a black waistcoat with Pete and I'd like a I'd like this air text top that you probably would have worn you know during gym class 
and my hair and my face. And I had about two hours With sleep. The beginning of the about end. two hours sleep. I was like, who, what the hell is happening here? I was so not prepared for it. And then what came after. But, you know, to be honest with you, I'm forever grateful for the experience. Exactly. Like, I mean. years on. Yeah. I mean, where would I be without you? Road. Exactly, Neve. You complete me. I do. <laughs> <laughs> How's your like week? I was you didn't know he had won. It was worth it for that alone. I'd say Sonia looks into it, to Instagram <laughs> you know? and goes, do you know what? Maybe it wouldn't have been that good. <laughs> <laughs> so how was your week? Yeah. Um, what am I doing this week? Oh, yeah. What are you doing I'm, this week? To be honest with you today, I'm a bit exhausted. Oh, why? Yeah, because I was hosting awards last night. <gasps> But it was grand. Good, fine, grand. Knock it on the head, done. It was one of those ones where you have an auto queue. Oh, that's very, uh, you know, the late, late, they're looking the for someone. About, yeah, I don't think, do, do they have an auto queue? Here's yes. the thing about an auto queue. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> I was hosting them with Deirdre O'Kane, right? Oh, Deirdre gorgeous Deirdre. What a woman. She's amazing. Fabulous. Love and, her. And whenever we work together, we have a ball. We of do have a great time. Why would you like, not? by, you know, by award five, I was having the wines with her. But, <gasps> Here's the thing about an auto cue. Auto cues take away that little edge. The frisson. They're like the edge that you. That, well, the edge that I certainly need when I go on stage because I'm walking on stage going, "What am I going to say here?" Okay, you know, it gives you like that a, energy. Thing, but then you're like, "It'll be in front of me, sure, it's grand." I know. So you you're just not thinking in terms of actually being on stage. I've ne- never used an auto cue before in my life. Okay. Well, I went on. <laughs> I relax like that. <laughs> That's not what you need. No, I know. I, I got very relaxed very quickly. I was like, Garode, now come on. You need to follow this. Have I ever seen a relaxed Garode? Because you're always up to 90 when I see I know, yeah, I'm always very stressed. <laughs> well, know. we do a lot of work. We, you know, we, we, we have a lot to get done when we... You know. Yeah, no, I know. We're on it, Neef. We're on it. We're on it. It's a thriving cottage industry, this podcast is. <laughs> so did was it successful, your award situation? I have, don't know. <laughs> Were the people happy getting know. their awards? I don't ask. Okay. <laughs> I don't ask. I'm like, come on up, you come. <laughs> Take you, your bit of wood. Did you get <laughs> Walk on. <laughs> 30 of these to get through. <laughs> Jog on. Take the photographs at your own table. Nobody cares. <laughs> Let's get this done. <laughs> I'd say that is a very winning combination. <laughs> 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 that was my take. Now, thankfully, Deirdre had a bit of charm to answer the question. <laughs> Did you put up our podcast banner? No, no, I didn't do any promotion Not for there. God's I sake. Even, I didn't even say For God's name. sake, there could have been people there who had money. <laughs> now that they've won awards, they'll have money. Everybody thought I had money after I won the Eurovision. I read somewhere I was a millionaire. Somebody sent something to me recently that oh. said that apparently my net worth is 850 grand. Oh, yeah, no, they did. Yeah. <laughs> well, excuse me. <laughs> Can I? <laughs> I read it in a paper. It was in writing. And, you know, I rang my bank, but they didn't. And what did they say? They, they didn't agree. They said you were a millionaire? Yeah. Neve. My bank doesn't agree at any stage in my life. Um, what Was there a chunk of change for, doing the, for winning the Eurovision? Yeah. Of course there was, Neve. Well, because we all remember what happened with the single. Oh yeah, Super. tell the story of the single because Neve, I have to say this is a very savvy twenty-five-year-old Neve Kavanagh. Oh well, you know what happened was nobody wanted to record it because we won the year before. 
So nobody thought that you were going to win? No. Uh, one of the records... So nobody would sign you? One of the records uh, labels offered me a thousand punts to sign with them. And if I won, they might record it. And I said, you're all right for that. So uh, I was lucky, though, because Brendan Graham, who was the publisher, and Jimmy Walsh, who was the writer, and myself decided, and they were brilliant because they went on board with me. And basically, we paid to record it. We printed 250 copies to bring to the Eurovision, right? And so we sold it for a lot more than that. So you, so basically when you won, you had to sell it to a record company. Oh, there was three or four of them in London absolutely throwing money at us. Wasn't that very unfortunate for the record labels that didn't sign you, Neve? I'm sure. Loved it. It was a lovely little moment. I was a small bit smug, I'm not going to lie. I can imagine. But I kept it inside. I took the higher ground. Oh, yeah. I took the higher ground. Take the high road. Oh, yeah. You took the high road and the trailer full of money. Uh (laughs) I know. Uh, so yeah, it was it was a bit of a moment. What can I say? Was a moment. It's it was a moment like when I went. Ah, lovely. Was it the, the record company that offered you a thousand punts? Did they were they the ones that had to buy it in the end? No. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel I feel bad now because actually Sonia's fantastic and I don't. Sonia is amazing. I love her. I, I, Did you meet Sonia once? Do you know what I I liked? And do you know what I do remember very well is I remember. Sonia coming over to you and going, well done. Do you remember and that? Hands. And you were like trying to put your earring back in. Yeah. And you were like, somebody get this loser out of my face. No, <laughs> no I, I don't specifically remember that because basically. Well, it was on telly. I remember seeing it on telly. There was a lot of excitement and all I could think of was, I have to go out and sing this again. All right. And it's not an easy thing, not going to say. Neve, we have we a follow-up. have a follow-up. I'm we very excited do. about this follow-up, actually. I really like it. I don't remember this. <laughs> I do. Now, I never remember them, right? No, I'm I, the one who always reminds you because yeah, I yeah. care. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember this specifically, but no. I feel like we've had one or two of these No, I remember similar this situations. very specific one. Okay. Right. Uh, Neven Garode, please forgive my tardiness. I wrote to you a long time ago because my boyfriend has two children who are a little challenging. I bet they were. <laughs> Your advice was absolutely great and I sat my boyfriend down and had a good heart to heart with him about it. <laughs> also known as Ultimatum Wednesday For yeah. God's sake he had, he had felt guilty Because he and his wife Weren't together And was overcompensating With his kids uh, Was overcompensating With his kids We had one weekend where, where he laid the law down And I was little miss Nice as pie And you wouldn't believe How quickly they became Good as gold well, most of the time. Because they're kids. I'm <laughs> I'm now very fond of them, which is more than I could say for their gal mother. Like <laughs> that was going very well. <laughs> now you're talking. Now you're in my house. <laughs> but you can't have everything, lol. They are now 10 and 12 and make great house guests. Top marks, B. Kiss, Isn't that kiss. lovely? That's lovely. I remember I, this problem because I remember they were acting up. She says, I love, you know, we're going very well in our relationship, but I hate his kids. And because they were just misbehaving. And I think, and he was letting it happen and it was all a bit difficult for her. I, I remember exactly this particular problem. Now, we've had a couple like it, but I remember this one oh, in particular. this was her place. Yes. and it, the, But they were living, they had the kids at the weekend and what was happening was the kids were acting up and okay. he wasn't taking charge of that and we were very definite that that wasn't supposed to be happening. You don't have to like the girl mother. You know, the best part of it is <laughs> you don't marry the mother. 
just don't bad mouth her in front I love, of the other. I love that obviously she got to the end of that and was like I'm going to get the dig in. Yeah. And then before she sent it, she read it over and goes, no, that's quite reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it is reasonable. You know, you don't have yeah, to like the mother. Like no. You're not married to the mother. You know? No. And you're probably not married to him yet, I suppose. I'm, I'm, I'm really I'm, pleased. I'm glad, B, that that worked out for you. Yeah, no, um, I am too. Look at the difference we make in our lives. lives. I know. Changing lives. Love it. Attention Agony Rants listeners, I am on tour at the moment. Thank you so much if you've come to see me because I swear to God, I have had a ball. The people in Drogheda and Letterkenny last week were just out of this world. So thank you so much. The tour continues and this month I will be in the Sand Comedy Club on the 18th of May. That is in Edinburgh. And then in Derry, I'm at the Playhouse on the 20th. If you are in the Spirit Store in Dundalk, I will be back there on the 25th. I had a show there uh, earlier on the tour and it was just one of my favourites so far, so I cannot wait for that. There's a couple of tickets left for that. Seas Church in Ballycotton is sold out on the 26th of May. And then in June, uh, I'll be taking a break for a little while um, because I'm absolutely exhausted. So I will be... My last show will be in the Stand Comedy Club in Glasgow on the 8th of June. So if you're around, come and see me. The tour continues in September and I'll be in places like Carlo Kilkenny of the Vicar Street on the 16th of September. Monaghan, back in Limerick for, uh, I think it's my fourth show in Limerick and they've all been so amazing. Um, so that's on the 29th of September and then Source Arts Centre in Thurles on the 7th of October. I'll be in Brighton at Comedia and I'll be back in Cork on the 20th of October at the Everyman, which again, yeah, that was fab. But that was my first big show of the tour, so I'm down to go back there. The tour is going to continue until the end of January, so there'll be more dates announced soon. And thank you so much to the people that are coming because we are having a ball. We are pausing for a moment to remind you that Agony Rants is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network and we would love you to subscribe. Uh, you can subscribe to become a member for as little as €5 Euro a month. That's all it costs, €5 Euro a month or more. And for Amazing. that, you will get bonus content from us and from all of the shows in the Headstuff Podcast Network. There was a little bonus episode from Agony Rants last week. Yes, it was. Very exciting. Yes. But it's not just about getting bonus content. No. You can, you it's can about ask supporting us. us. You can ask us for private messages as well. We were quite happy to do that as long as, you know, it's not like half an hour conversation, you know. But Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, as in like a little video message. A little video message. So, you know, so you don't have to go to that, whatever the, those sites are where you have to pay loads of money. Because, you oh, know, Garoda is very funny on them. He's, he's looking at me with daggers here. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't on his. Neve okay. is more than happy to do. More I'm more than, than happy, happy to do, to do private videos. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, and we have a bonus show that's uh, starting soon. Yeah. Very exciting. Yeah. Which is a good bonus show. We're, can't we're excited wait for about it. Like, that. I really, I can't wait for it. Um, and the show we are cross promoting this week is basically with Stephanie Preisner. And here is a little clip. Hello, it's Stephanie Preisner. And I want to tell you about my podcast, basically. Basically, if you have anything that you don't understand or you want made simple, you contact me and I get someone in. I get an expert in to explain the situation to you. We've had episodes on what is the story with AI? What is the story with trying to conceive? What is the story with Brexit? What is the story with being the Taoiseach? We have so many episodes in our back catalogue for you to listen to. But also, if there's anything that you currently want made simple, contact me on Stephanie Preisner on Instagram and I will get an episode straight for you. if we have a problem. Okay, is this this is one of the marathon ones, isn't this it? This is quite a lengthy one. Yeah, but I have to say, 
But it has you written all over it. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, this is very, very good. Yeah, we were very excited. About this I know. And he sent this in twice. He sent it in. My favourite thing is that he sent, when he sent this email, he sent it to agonyrants.gmail.com. He sent it at two o'clock in the morning. Okay. <laughs> Would there have been drink involved in this, do you think? Potentially. He sent it at about two o'clock in the morning. And then the next morning, just in case we'd missed it, he sent it again. <laughs> I love so that. So obviously he read over it and went, what have I sent? I love that. And then had a look at it. No, it's no. It's like I'm four pages long, but anyway. Okay. Well, Neve and Garode, have I a story for you. <sighs> Quite a lengthy one, so make room in the diaries. <laughs> I was with my partner just over five years and all was good until March this year when I split with him. Oh, you didn't just split with him. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I love about this the most? Is he dates it. He does. (laughs) Monday, 13th of March. (laughs) To start it off, I was using his phone to call a friend of mine. Because I... No, you've read that wrong. Oh, and find mine. Yeah. Okay. To start it off, I was using his phone to call and find mine because I had mislaid it somewhere in the house. I accidentally tapped the recent slash open apps... Button. I, he didn't put the accidental in inverted commas because there's nothing accidental about that. Go on, anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I accidentally tapped the recent open apps button and what do I find but Grinder? Oh. <laughs> it's all kicking off. He was in the loo at the time so he didn't know I was on his phone. Hmm. I had a look through some of the messages to see what was being said and by the looks of it he was meeting up with lads after work and doing the deed from last November. He cleverly had the app muted with no sound, so no sound would com- come from it. And he had the app hidden as the calculator app. <gasps> Can you do that? I, apparently so. Did you know you could do this? Because I sure didn't. Oh, us either. So, well, now when I got this, I did ask one of my friends who has an Android phone. Okay. And he said that you can change the, the icons, icons for any app. To be something else. So, in a panic, I closed the app and kept it to myself to process and plan my next move. (laughs) Which I think was (laughs) where things went awry. Yeah, might have been. Of course, I knew at this point I was done with him. Throughout the week, every chance I would get, I would be on his phone going through his profile and messages. (laughs) Since I now know that the app, what the app was hidden as. I was doing this throughout the week and during the week I hadn't spoken two words to him and I kept myself in a separate room where possible so I never saw him either. I mean, surely he knew, must have known what was going on. I think anyway. he would have sent something. My G might have been worn out. <laughs> <laughs> he had a lot on. He had a lot on. He had a lot on, literally. He knew something was wrong but couldn't put his finger on it. <laughs> He's been putting that thing. You don't know where. He's going to say more than his finger. Anyway, go on. <laughs> and he had no. And idea. he had no idea. I knew at this point. During the week, in a fit of rage, after rooting through more messages, I deleted the app from his phone to see if he would twig it. But a day later, it was back on the phone, and he was messaging lads again. And then raging, I uninstalled it to being with him as the old messages were gone. Raging, I uninstalled. Yeah, so he was raging, I think, that he uninstalled it because then he couldn't see the old messages. Oh, right. Okay. Right. Wednesday, 22nd of March. (gasps) A week and a half later, I was working from a hotel and felt a panic attack coming on and knew today was the day I had to make a move. 
I called my manager to explain I needed a few days off as something had come up. And he had to hide a body. <laughs> <laughs> when I left the hotel, I drove up to the house, booked most of my belongings in the car and brought them to my parents. He was working in Dublin, so I knew he wasn't there. Mm. During all of this, I thought to myself, feck this, I'm not going to ma- be made a fool of and decided to have my own fun. <gasps> this? I mean, obviously this person has a lot on, but <laughs> this is a man of action. I downloaded the app and set up a fake profile. You don't need a picture or to put a name up. And I found this and started messaging, flirting with him. Okay. So basically what was happening was he set up a fake profile and was flirting with his own cat- boyfriend. He was, was catfishing his own boyfriend. And we organized a time and place to meet. He had no clue it was me. Oh, good oh God. My God. <laughs> around 6.30 comes around. 6.30 comes around and it's time to meet him. He messaged me through the app and said to meet on the fifth toilets. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The level, the level of sophistication here. I know. And said to, well, I wouldn't call it sophistication, I mean. <laughs> I think I was being they slightly were sarcastic. In the toilet. <laughs> I'm being slightly <laughs> sarcastic. Didn't George Michael do a song about that? Anyway, go on. <laughs> he messaged me through the app and said to meet on the fifth toilets, so I went up. <laughs> Both cubicles were occupied, so I stepped out and waited until the other person came out. When they did, I walked in, banged on the door, and he opens it up. He froze for a minute. I didn't think he realized what was happening. <laughs> also, bear in mind he was in the middle of taking off his belt. <laughs> Then it kicks off. Only then. Then. (laughs) This was well kicked off. (laughs) Then it kicks off. He starts by asking what I was doing there and tried to spin it around that I was rooting through his phone and that I was using the app behind his back and basically making it that I was the one cheating on him. He goes on to say that we hadn't been happy in months, which was news to me, mm-hmm. and that he would have ended it ages ago. But why didn't he? I know, I know. I walked off because honestly, I was getting a bit scared of what might happen. And as I walked away, he says, don't bother coming home tonight. And he didn't realise I was already gone with my things and I certainly wasn't telling him either. I know this is a super long story <laughs> and to be honest there are more details but I feel you get the gist of it and I thought it was a great story to tell you. <laughs> Please ask any follow-up questions you have and I'll answer them for you. Oh, I'm already in love with this person. <laughs> I feel this is a road way of handling it. You know what? I think it is. It is a little bit. And I'm so shocked that I had the guts to deal with the way I did. I mean, it's incredibly impressive. Anyway, thanks for reading. Love the pod. You two are amazing. Do I get free tickets to any <laughs> All the best. And then he gives his name. He said, maybe let's keep it a non. But I know that usually never happens. <laughs> he knows as well. So we call him Robert. Right? We'll call him Robert. I mean, what's immediately apparent from all of this is there is no problem to deal with. No. He this just is, wants to. This is just a man. That is very proud the way he dealt with a difficult situation. <laughs> There's 
so many things. One of my favorite bits is at the beginning. He says he was in the loo at the time, so he didn't know I was on his phone, but he had time to look through several messages and everything. So he was quite committed in the loo. <laughs> So, I mean, it was a bit unfeeling that he didn't realise his partner had constipation or something. If you're dealing with a problem in your relationship (laughs) and it starts by setting up a fake profile (laughs) on anything. (laughs) I think that's a red flag. It is a little bit. It is a little bit. I think it's a red flag. Things have broken down. There's no doubt about that. Also, going through his phone. Yeah, now there's an issue, right? To be honest with you, they'd have to kill me uh, and I hope that my thumb was still warm enough to actually use it to open my phone. <laughs> Nobody knows my password. Not a single one. I was trying to think, do my partner know my password? I don't know that they do. Do you know his? I don't think so. Mm. No, I don't. Of course, nowadays, all you have to do is show it your face. Show them their face. I I don't have that set up on my phone. But Oh, yeah, the facial recognition yeah. thing. Do you think people do that at night when they're asleep? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I definitely... Yeah, I... I, Like, I I mean, there's an argument for and against. Yeah. Like, because I think... I think if you're looking in a phone, it's things are bad. Yeah, if you're looking in a phone, I mean, I appreciate you. I I get it. You know, sometimes you'll pick up a phone to ring some to see where your phone is, right? There are so many other ways to find your phone. (laughs) I think you already knew. Yeah, I think... I think think you already knew. For all that was news for you, there was definitely rats in, uh, you know, in in the kitchen. Do you know what, actually, Robert, there's an awful lot that went on there. And I understand what you're really proud of is the fact that you took control of that situation and you were ahead of the game. Um, I think you're better off. Yeah, completely. doesn't make him a bad person, just, you know. It sounds like you're better off. Yeah. You're just better off. The other thing I will say is, I was just thinking about this. Communication wasn't strong. I I don't think I'd be able to go through my boyfriend's phone because I don't know how to use an Android. (laughs) Listen, my husband has an Android <laughs> phone and the amount of times he wants to throw it against the wall. <laughs> I, yeah, I wouldn't, know, I wouldn't know where to start. No, nor I. Even sometimes he will give me his phone to like, to answer to something if he's driving and I'm just like, how do I? Oh, do I? don't make me do this. It's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, well done, Robert. That's quite impressive. It is an impressive story. It is. It's great. It's a great uh, story. I wonder if at any point during all of this, Robert was like, I wonder, am I dealing with this the right way? Yeah, he probably was. <laughs> but he powered but, through and you have to admire yeah, that. Yeah, I think, you know, the panic attack thing is quite telling. I think I think he did the right thing in the end. But uh, honestly, it feels like an awful lot of work and energy to go through. I, I, yeah, and I, think I don't he, think I would have got that far. I'd have been, I'd had him by the neck out of that toilet. <laughs> yeah. No, or I would have done what I did to my kids when I found things that they shouldn't have had. You know, yeah. I just left it where they could see it. Yeah. I'd have left the phone open on Grinder, and a little note on it. <laughs> yeah. That's what I would have done. Seems you have yeah. messages to answer. It's, yeah, yeah. And they, so they would know that I know. Yeah, that's, that's a less elaborate way of doing the same thing. That's yeah. quite, yeah. Because the other side of this as well. Would, it would have come to a head very fast. It was probably quite, a, like Robert is probably quite upset actually. And, and you know, I feel it. And you know what, Robert, I really hope you're okay. Because yeah. actually... As fun as this story is, it's... Yeah, it's, it's a bit of heartbreaking. It end. is heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking because you care about someone and you trust them and you feel like that that's gone. But Aww. I'm very proud of you for recognising that once the trust is gone, you need to move on. Yeah. And, you know, you didn't set fire to anything, which was good. Oh, I do feel for Robert. Yeah, I, do. I did feel this yeah. was quite funny and now I do feel for him. Robert, yes, you can have free tickets. Let me know what show you want to go to. Okay.
Just one. <laughs> no, you have two free tickets and bring us eight. Okay. It's really hot. So, Robert, you know, you have our utmost sympathy. You do have our utmost sympathy. But you know what? Well, I'm proud of him. Proud of him. Well done. Because I tell you, if you have the wherewithal to do all that and you got the sense to move out and understand and recognise all of that, I really, really admire that. And That's the bit I do think is very impressive. I think you're going to be all right. Because you know what? I would have done that. I would have done what he would have done. And then I would have realised, oh no, we have to go home. <laughs> yeah. <but laughs> I forgot to move out. <laughs> I know. But it is your apartment. <laughs> I think somebody else would find their belongings out That's somewhere. The <laughs> would That's they not? The <laughs> That's the difference. I know. Be under the balcony with a basket trying to catch his smalls. <laughs> well, we've enjoyed the story, uh, Robert, but we're sending you love and hope yeah, you're okay. Yeah, we're sending you loads of love and hope you're okay. Yeah. Um, Neve, we have another problem. Okay, I'm going to read this one. Do. Dear Neve and Grode, I'm a big fan of you both. Loving that. Love the podcast so much. I always save it for my lunch break on Monday and I go on lunch on my own and put my AirPods in and laugh for the whole hour. I mean, we're only on for 40 minutes, but, you know. But with laughs if you're pausing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, that's true. You have to stop and laugh. For so you don't miss anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, I have a problem and I really don't know what to do. My boyfriend and I want to buy a house. We have been renting an apartment for the past four years, but to save money, we have agreed to move in with his parents when our lease is up at the end of May. It is the practical thing to do to add to our deposit. No doubt about it. I like his parents and get on well with them, but I am now in a massive panic attack. How, or sorry, I'm now in a massive panic about how I'm going to do that. I'm a solitary creature and I love sitting at home on the couch reading, but his parents never stop talking. <laughs> a bit like us. Mm. They want to know absolutely everything when we don't live with them. I can only imagine what they will be like when we are living with them. I know we have to get a house, but I'm starting to get afraid that I won't be able to cope. My parents live close by, but they don't have the space for us. I was tempted to suggest that we go our, to our respective parents, but that feels too much like a breakup. I know I have to set the ground rules and boundaries, but I will still feel like a visitor in someone else's house. I don't even know how to start a conversation with himself about it. He is close to his parents and I'd hate to offend them, but the thoughts of moving in with them makes me think I'm going to have a panic attack. Their house is big and so we will have space and I should be able to get away from them, but I don't want to appear aloof either. What do you think. Any tips or am I totally doomed? Three laughy faces. Thanks in advance, Shiv and it's uh, brackets, uh, capital letters N, M or N, which I'm taking to mean not my real name. Oh, that's what that is. I know. But you know what's interesting about that? Why would you pick Shiv as a name? (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I thought that was? I thought she was a nurse. It's like you can put an artificial name, yeah. but you can show your qualification yeah, on the Yeah, like you're proud of it. Oh. Um, oh, Shiv. Oh, it's very thorny. Here's the thing about this, right? Right, yeah. Is there are so many people in your position. Yeah. Like, that is, if you're buying a house now, I don't think anybody buys a house now without a period of living back with parents. Neglect. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've just neglect for every other area yeah. of your life. You just have to hunker to down. To get that deposit together. I know. And it's, it's a killer. Incredibly unfair. It is. I think it's I think it's absolutely lousy and I think I can't believe I can't believe that this is a thing that's happening mm. and it was happening five years ago and it's still happening. Yeah, I know. I just 
I think it's incredibly unfair because I feel like it delays everything. Because people put their lives on hold to buy houses. I think what you should do is you should work out how much you're actually going to save. Oh, okay. If you are, and this is the thing, and this is what I do. 100% this is what I do, right? I would move home. Yeah. I would be saving money. There'd be money coming in and I'd go, oh, uh, well, I can not buy clothes or, I can, you know, I, mm. y- you'd be like, well, I'd be, I'd be saving 80% of what I'd be saving on rent, but there'd be 20% I'd be flittering away. Mm-hmm. I think that if you're saving money, every single penny goes into getting that pot. Mm-hmm. It has to be eyes on the prize of like building up that pot of money. And I would say that you look at what is your, what's the end goal? Like a year at living at home, how much is that going to save us? Right, okay. And decide if it's worth it. You know, if you're renting in the middle of Dublin, you could be saving, like it could be two grand a month, you could be saving 24 grand a year. Yeah, that's quite a lot of money. That's a massive amount of money. Do it for two years, that's 48. And that's, that, that's a different, that's a very different house. It is a very different house. Um, But at the same time... <laughs> Two years of your sanity. Two years of your life. That is a long time. Or a year is a long time. Yeah, any time. It's a very long time. And it's also a long time for things not to be great. Yeah, it's a long time in your life, you know, and I'm going to say this, right? You think because he's close to his family that it's going to be all plain sailing for him. I guarantee it won't be. No. Because he will have not lived at home for a period of time. And you get very used to that for a start. And secondly, he also won't have lived at home with someone else. And it is kind of pop- possible that you could have a better time living there than he does. Yes. And that could be very thorny. Listen, it's not easy. You need an honest conversation with, with your partner. I'm going to tell you this. If you can't have an honest conversation with your partner at this stage of your relationship and you're going to save a house, I think that's what you should be dealing with first. You need to be honest and say, I'm nervous about moving in here. I think it's it's nothing against your parents. I love your parents very much, but I've never lived with them no more than if you were coming. Like if you, you can put it to them and say, if it was reversed, how would you feel about living with my parents? You know, yeah. you know, it's it's. It's not easy. And you might actually find he's probably a bit nervous about it. Yes. And the other thing that you will have to do, and this is going to just be a compromise. Yeah. It's not a situation where you can sit on the couch and read anymore. No. you. I mean, it can't be all about them, you know, you running away from them. You've got to make a bit more effort and, yeah. and understand that you're living in a space with other people. And also... And in their space. The other thing that you might have to do is you might have to start getting really good at me time, which is, if, I, if you want to read for two hours... You have to take yourself off to a coffee shop. Yeah. If you want a situation where nobody's going to talk to you, that's not going to co- that's not going to happen in the common area of a house where these people are there. No, you have to create an area for that. You could also decide that maybe one night a week you go back to your parents. Yeah, that so would be actually a really so good option. You get yeah. a bit a bit of time out, but it's it, it, you are in for a big change, and I think you're right if you're feeling stressed about it that you need to start flagging this now. Okay, but I'm also going to bring up a little point here. Go on. I imagine the parents are also in for a big change. I would imagine so. Because they've lived in their lovely life, just the two of them loving it. And they probably talk a lot because they probably only see you once a week. Yeah. You know, you nobody talks that much, not even me. You know what I mean? I think, to be fair, 
I think as parents, you know, because my son moved back home last year, so that dynamic has changed a little bit. And it's it's an adjustment because it, he's been out living his big life and he's been, I'm the big man. And yet, you know, he's reverting back a little bit, but also we have to change a little bit. We can't, you know, it's going to be difficult for them. So an honest conversation with your partner is the first thing. Without a doubt. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. I guarantee it. And it does. don't do it when you're kind of stressed about it. Take a minute, have a nice evening meal, sit down and say, I'm, you know, I love you. I know why we're doing it. And I love, I love your parents, but I've never lived with them before and I'm feeling a bit nervous about it. Yeah. I think that's a valid thing to say. And I think you Absolutely. might find, you might find he feels the same if he doesn't and you can't have that conversation, then I think you need to be looking at that a little bit more than the actual moving in. Well, the other thing is, yeah, if you're having that conversation, don't go away from that conversation. Unresolved. Without without a result and the mm. result whatever if the result is we're, we're in it together we're in it together I'll chat to my parents uh, or or you you decide what you're going to do yeah is it like listen I'm going to stay with my parents once a week or I'm yeah. you know uh, one night a week I'm going to take myself off to the local pub and read a book or you know you know create areas but you will have to change a little bit you can't yeah. go and live in anybody's space no matter what I mean just like you had to probably adjust when you moved in with your partner you yeah. know, there, there are adjustments that you make. But the other thing you need to bear in mind is you see your eye on the prize. As Garot says, figure out how much you're going to save. Think about what that is and just keep your eye on the prize. That's it. And the other thing is, if you're in a situation where you're paying crazy rent, you know, if you're renting in oh, the, yeah. if, Dublin City Centre or something, I don't know what you do. You do like, you didn't say what you do for a living. Mm. It could be that maybe would it be possible for you to go and live somewhere a bit more rural very cheaply. Oh yeah, kind and, of change it. And and work from home. Is there anything cheap in the world? No, I don't know. But I mean if you're going to like No, I get you know, it. They're, they're, you know. But here's the thing. Why don't you do it for a while and then review the situation and agree with your partner that you're going to review the situation at some point. Yeah, and I guarantee you his parents are having the conversation it's like oh. this can't be open ended. Yeah. And actually making a date or a general time frame, that would be really important. Yeah. You know, because open-ended, oh my God, your nerves will be shot. I know, yeah. You will be like... And do you know what the other thing I'll say, right? And this is probably like the, not a popular thing to say. House isn't everything. No, it isn't. Like, it really, really isn't. I know, it. like, if you feel like it's security, but, you know, if if it's one of those things where every time you, every time you get close, you're tipping it and it's getting further away, mm -hmm. there does come a time when you have to go is this a realistic Our thing? lives are more, like, mm. our lives, like, this is life. Yeah, no, you're, I know. We're actually alive and we're living now, you I know? know? I think you're wise to have thoughts about it and to be really thinking it through. But you really should be talking to your partner about it. And you shouldn't feel inhibited about talking to your partner about anything, to be fair. Leave, I think we've had. What a day we've had. What a day. What a day. It's because it's my anniversary. It's because, yeah, that's what it is, Neve. Are you, like, are you looking at me in a different way today? I am. Yeah, thanks. I feel like it's 30 years. It was a monumental time. I know. And, and you're looking at me going like, it, it doesn't look like 30 years. It doesn't, look like face. doesn't look like a day of it. Oh, gross. You look exactly the same, Nave. Yeah, you don't. You've grown up into a very Just handsome a man. Child, a Nave. very handsome man with a beard. I was a mere child back then. Nave. You were a baby. You were a with baby. With super tight pyjamas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my aunt would get me pyjamas, but like she get pyjamas for a grown man. From Guinness. Probably. Um, yeah, probably. Yeah, Guinness or no, what, what Mead Street. Mead Street, yeah. Mead Street, Mead Street was very yeah. big. And here, 
Did you like, um, did you get ones at Christmas as well, special Christmas ones? No, I remember we all went to Trabalgan. Oh, Trabalgan. All six of us dressed in the exact same do the Bartman tracksuit. <laughs> it was quite a sight. <laughs> Agonyrants at gmail.com if you want to get in touch. <laughs> Tell me there's a photo. There probably is. Actually. I'd I say want there a is. photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not great. <laughs> we would love to hear from you. Send in your problems. Your <laughs> Send your problems, your stories your to agonyrants gmail.com. Your super chat photographs. <laughs> I looked great, Nate. I've no doubt. I looked out. Like, if they'd had influencers back then, I would have been an influencer. That's, that's how great I looked. Um, we'd love to hear from you. We would absolutely We'll be love back it. next week. Next week and every week. Every week till we die. <laughs> <laughs> or till they pull us off what the air. What a grim way to put it. <laughs> no. Um, we'll I, chat to you I then. Say it with love. <laughs> we'll chat to you then. Happy anniversary, Nate. Oh, thank you. Do the Bartman. <laughs> Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.